3: Hey, this is Annie and Samantha, and welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So, I have I have two questions slash one update that I wanted to go into <laughs> in this one. Okay. So, one is I have started playing the Inheritance Game, uh, yes. Lily's Garden. Not a sponsor as of this moment. Um, that. You discussed recently in the Monday mini, Samantha. And I was like, the hell's happening here? So are you, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I haven't gotten very far, but I'm curious because you've given me some, you know, tips as to what's going to happen. It involves like a seance, apparently. Is there any like hint of, you know, murder, perhaps? Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. There is murder, there's mafia involved, there are CIA undercover stuff happening now, tax evasion. Whoa. It's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing. So that is all coming to play. My partner asked me how far along I was, and I was like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And And then I realized, oh, I'm much, much further along than I (laughs) So all of my other games have kind of gone to the wayside because I am playing typically just this game. But again, they Mm -hmm. do a really good setup where they give you like free plays and like long plays, like give you daily gifts and such that Mm -hmm. it keeps you going. Mm -hmm. But I will say also to that, there's going to be a scary Halloween storyline coming, and it says it's in nine days. It has a countdown on my little game, and I was like, what? (laughs) So I don't know why. I guess they must have put something new in for Mm. the Halloween season, so they want you to know it's coming. Be excited. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. So there's a Halloween addition to this.
3: Okay. Cool. Well, I wanted to ask, because I'm still in the early stages where there's like a bunch of pictures being found and some weird stuff's happening. And since, you know, we're bringing back this classic on Black Widow Baby, I was just curious if that something like that might be involved.
2: (laughs) I will tell you, even a horse death is a part of this. and You don't really know what is happening. I've not seen where the women are the murderers necessarily.
3: Mm, hmm
2: But there's an implication that one was a bad a- spy.
3: Maybe. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, speaking of, uh, we do need to come back and do an update on the whole thing that happened with Black Widow, but also, like, our review on it. Black Widow, the Marvel character movie, not yes, the yes. murder trope we're talking about. <laughs> but, yes. Yes. And then I also just wanted to briefly discuss, Samantha and I both have kind of spiders. That we let live in our our homes. Oh, yeah. As long as they stay in their area.
2: (laughs) In their appropriate areas. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I have a lot of flying bugs about. And I'm like, if you can catch these bugs, we will be at peace. Also, don't come near me where you can drop into my face. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yes. But you you have some interesting names for your spiders. I do. Unfortunately,
2: RIP to Henderson. Uh, he, he got found out by the partner. And he's like, that's huge. Are you sure you want to keep it over here? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so mm. I had Henderson, uh, Esmeralda, which I named Essie. Who? died I think and has now been replaced by Todd <laughs> Todd's getting a little brave
3: we're, we're, we're about a how to talk pushing the boundaries he's getting a little too brave I was like look
2: you need, you need to stay back to your corner go back mm-hmm. to your corner
3: <laughs> I just love that we both do this and we kind of both found out recently that we both do this yes yeah, but I really enjoy getting updates about your spiders and their names. So, I just wanted to check in. Just wanted to check in. Yeah.
2: Have you seen the new spiders that are in uh, Georgia right now? Yes. They're gold. And they're terrifying uh-huh. looking. And apparently, they spin gold webs. Oh, interesting. And they're large.
3: Yeah. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is making my skin crawl just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Well, speaking of... We did want to bring back this classic on the Black Widow. What would that be called? What we call women who, who are murderers, I guess.
2: They seem to murder their husbands to be
3: widows right. for their money. Yes, yes. So we want to bring back a classic digging into all of that. Please enjoy. Hey, this is Annie and Samantha, and welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For today's episode, we're sort of continuing our conversation we had around female serial killers, mm-hmm. and a specific type of female serial killer that kept coming up: the Black Widow. Right. Right. Um, and we said in those episodes we were going to come back and do an episode on this, so we are women of our words. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> it just
2: sounded like we were a new uh, group or a squad or something. Women of our words. We could be
3: woo women of our words. <laughs> yeah. Is that woo? It's okay. wow, isn't it? Oh, it's two, two O's. W O O W. It's a woo. small O and a big O. Is that how? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. There we go. Keep going. We've got a whole group. (laughs) And before we get into this, trigger warning for violence, sexual assault, death, and general gruesomeness, although not as bad as our female serial killer episodes. Those were rough. They were rough. Um, Yeah, so we wanted to focus specifically on this black widow type of killings, type of killer. And of course, we're not talking about the Avenger today. Sorry, Annie. One day. And we're not talking about the spider, although the spider probably inspired the name. Um, the, so the black widow as a killer, not either of those things, refers to a female serial killer who kills three or more people, typically husbands or significant others, or both, uh, for financial gain. Their method of choice is usually poison, and they are usually a cross between a serial killer and a con artist. Several of our examples of female serial killers in those episodes were black widows. And the FBI uses the term black widow as an official label for this type of killer. Which is interesting. And from
2: the report on serial killers, financial gain is a motivation in which the offender benefits monetarily from killing. Examples of these types of crimes are black widow killings, robbery, homicides, or multiple killings involving insurance or welfare fraud.
3: Yeah, so that's an official FBI report. That's the things. right. Now, Black Widow, the Avenger, Mm -hmm. I will say, did make researching this topic very difficult. You had to be very specific with a lot of quotes around the... (laughs) Yes. Yes, because most of the search results uh, came up to be her, and because she is technically a murderer and a killer, so that was another layer of difficulty. Yeah,
2: she's a trained assassin.
3: Right. And then also because I kept getting distracted reading the comics.
2: You know.
3: Yeah, I found out a very big spoiler for the most recent issue, and I'm excited to have read it, Um, you never know where the research will lead you. Mm. Although, I guess it should have been obvious. There is a meme of Black Widow marrying Spider-Man and then killing him, and that, that made me laugh pretty good. Does he have money? <laughs> I don't know. Peter Parker? No, he has no money. Right. I think it's just a joke because he's a spider.
2: Oh, I, it. I get Black it. Spider-Man,
3: Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. I get it now. I'm there. <laughs> you see... And yes, we do call Black Widow killers Black Widows because female Black Widow spiders eat their mate after conception. And also, Black Widows spin a web of lies. Mm. That's just some uh, extra that I added in there. Um, A Black Widow, usually the killer, not the spider, are the avengers. So now all I'm going to say... The killer. Yes. Yes, We're not talking about those other things from here on out. Um, (laughs) They uh, usually search for somebody who is lonely, sad, maybe grieving, um, in some way vulnerable. The black widow preys on that vulnerability becoming what the target needs, perhaps sharing them with gifts, affection, those kinds of things. She is also likely to target friends and family. Basically, anyone in her orbit that can make her rich or just richer is a threat. So on average, the Black Widow starts
2: on her path around 25 and then murders for a decade before she gets caught. Decade? A
3: decade. That's
2: wow. pretty sly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> black Widows frequently employ things like newspaper ads or these days online dating or some other type of wanted ads or dating tools <laughs> to find their victim. Now, there are some variations of Black Widow that I wanted to touch on, one of them being the Cartwright curse. So this is basically... Anyone who dates the protagonist dies, uh, and they usually die quickly, and it's named for the Cartwright family in Bonanza, which is a reference that I am not familiar with, yes. Mm -hmm. But that's where it comes from. Um, Some examples are the Owens family from Practical Magic. There's a curse on the family. That means that uh, the women's husbands will tragically meet their ends. Um, Xander Harris from Buffy, Buffy from Buffy, Sam from Supernatural, and one episode Dean even asked him, have you forgotten the average lifespan of your hookups? Um, Toshiko Sato in Torchwood, Jack from 24, Sydney Bristow from Alias, and, depending on your choices, Shepard from Mass Effect. So y- this is basically your main character. James Bond is another great one. Mm-hmm. Whoever they date dies. Usually pretty immediately. Yes, exactly, exactly. So... That's one variation. Um, then there's the Bluebeard from Stephen King's The Shining. From there upon the floor was blood, and on the walls were wives. For Bluebeard first had married them, then cut their throats with knives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this is essentially the male version of the Black Widow. A dude who appears charming, easily finds a mate to marry, and then kills her. There is a major difference in motivation. Bluebeards are not usually motivated by greed. The name comes from the 1697 fairy tale in which the character Bluebeard murders wives who open a forbidden door, disobeying his direct orders. The earliest versions were meant to be interpreted as a warning to women who disobeyed their husbands. Typically, the woman who opened the forbidden door would discover the bodies of Bluebeard's past wives.
2: And she deserves to die, obviously.
3: Yeah, that's the only way. (laughs) So,
2: sleeping your way to the top trope is self-explanatory and often weaponized against women, whether it's true or not, as we see often. Then there's the gold digger, which is similar, but typically involves one partner who has riches and status. Clarice from It Takes Two, both versions of The Parent Trap. (laughs) And have you seen the latest with Dennis Quaid's new fiance? I, of course, I have That's fantastic. <laughs> and then Ron's first wife, Tammy, who tries to get back with Ron after learning he has gold buried in several places around
3: his property, a literal gold digger. Yeah, I love it. Of I course. love it. So, we do have a lot of real life examples, but also a lot of media examples. Mm-hmm. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for word from our sponsor.
1: So visit Snagajob.com or text SNAG to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
3: When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all.
2: Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel.
3: And we're back with one of yours, Samantha. Uh, so,
2: for many of the media examples, one of my favorites, of course, is *Snapped*. I think I've referred to them now like four or five times you have, in these, these like episodes. Two episodes. Look, it's fantastic. Um, it's one of my favorite, and does involve many different female incidents of murder or attempted murder, including those who would be who could be qualified as black widows. But just a reminder, they have twenty-four seasons. Yeah, they have twenty-four seasons. Yes, so th- it's a big show, and has even expanded with killer couples. Yeah, you know, partner killers, all of these different, when I say partner killings, like spouses or or significant others. There's also killings where it may involve domestic violence. I think there's a couple, uh, several, where it's women being jealous of women. So Yeah, so it's a whole thing. But yeah, it's it's lasted 24 seasons
3: long. 24 seasons. For some reason, I thought it was... Relatively new. No, 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 no. Oh. And if
2: you start, like, watching from the beginning, um, the narration is Sharon Martin. She won an Emmy. I'm not sure for which thing she... Because she's narrated on several different things. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's legit. It's been around for for at least, uh, I think, 2004. Wow. So Wow. For, well, wow. 15 years.
3: Well, yeah. that's a reality check. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Deal with that later.
2: <laughs> You're going to process that <laughs> <a little bit. laughs>
3: Um, We also mentioned in one of our female serial killer episodes the 1944 Cary Grant film, Arsenic and Old Lace, which That's you have one. seen, Samantha, mm-hmm. um, featured two black widow type murderers. And as you might guess from the title, these elderly women poisoned victims with arsenic laced pie. And a smile. And a smile. And a smile. That sounds like the perfect slogan. Yes. The 1987 movie, Black Widow, where the female serial killer continues to kill even after she is wealthy. Then there's Debbie Jelinski from Adam's Family Values. And another one that I've already mentioned previously, which parodies
2: this, is So I Married an Axe Murderer. Went through several husbands, but of course, there's always an ending twist with right. this one. Have you said you've seen this?
3: I haven't seen it, but I read about it for this episode, so I know what the twist Uh, is. uh, Spoilers. Um, I'm not going
2: to do it, even though it's years old, because it's just fantastic. And then Mrs. White from Clue, which, again, another one of my favorite, favorite movies. Five of her husbands had died. One was an illusionist who disappeared and never reappeared. And, of course, Mrs. White said of this, he wasn't a very good illusionist. (laughs) And one had his head chopped off by someone and something else. And then she points downwards as she, yeah, it's a fantastic, she's like, head chopped off and it's, hmm, oh. chopped off. It's fantastic.
3: Wow. Love I haven't character. seen that movie in a long uh, time. God,
2: I think I watched it recently. It is one of those Halloween movies to me. Yeah. Because it's so fun and you want to kind of
3: just reminisce, of course, not the guess aged very well, but it's still great. I'm trying to get a party together. You might've been there when I was planning it. I'm always planning a party or two. Um, you are. Um, but I was trying to get a Tim Curry party together. Oh, t- yes, Where yes. everybody comes as a different Tim Curry. Yes. Oh, I think that would be spectacular. Um, I'm trying to remember the character of
2: Mrs. White. Madeline Kahn, which is a great comedian from the 80s, 80s and 90s. She's a fantastic actress. She was the one that portrayed Mrs. White.
3: Oh. So great, so great. Um, Another example from the media we have is Queen Ravenna from Snow White and the Huntsman, who killed Snow White's father after marriage so that she can rule solo. Um, Similarly, the stepmother from Phoenix and Ashes, Mercedes Lackey's take on the Cinderella tale. There's a Get Smart, where Maxwell had to marry an agent named Widow Often Annie, (laughs) yep, who used these methods in her work. And then Samantha Carter from Stargate SG-1, one of my favorite shows. Of course. Uh, although actually more accurately an example of the Cartwright curse because all of her boyfriends don't last long before dying, the writers jokingly called her Black Widow Carter and almost gave an episode that title. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's also Rebecca
2: Carlson from The Body of Evidence who went to trial on accusations that she went out and found wealthy men with health problems to have sex with until their hearts gave out. Oof. Um, and then there's Catherine from Basic Instinct. And oh, my goodness, that movie in itself was just,
3: as a young mind, you're like, ugh. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's another one I've missed. And it's, I've seen, you know, the clip that everyone shows. And for me as a young child, I thought, maybe I don't want to see that. <laughs> that's maybe fair. I don't. That's fair. Um, Blaise Zabini's mother is implied to be a black widow in the Harry Potter series. Uh, seven marriages of hers, and with husbands dead under mysterious circumstances, and their money transferred to her. Blaise Zabini? I don't remember that. Oh, Samantha. Which,
2: by the way, I did my crossword, pres- not crossword, word searches last night. Oh, nice. I stayed up a little too long doing them.
3: <laughs> Blaise Zabini is kind of a side character from Slytherin, and I believe it's in the sixth one, The Half-Blood Prince. Where he's invited to the slug club and he's the son of this model, this famous model in the wizarding world. I missed that one. And it kind of comes up about his mother. It's a very passing thing. That is very specific. It is. Thank you. I'm going to take it as a compliment. (laughs) Uh, Then there's, of course, the Black Widow song by Iggy Azalea, the Rita, Rita Ora I totally forgot about that until it was all of a sudden stuck in my head. I
2: don't know that song.
3: Well, I'm not singing Surprisingly. it. Surprisingly. I'm not singing it. Uh, and then your favorite mm. ride, mm. the bride from the Disney ride, The Haunted Mansion, who murdered five husbands with an axe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gonna, you know, it wasn't bad when I was seeing it from afar, and then they came close, and I was like, nope.
3: <laughs> I got stuck on that ride once, right at the part where something just pops up at you over and over. I think and you told me
2: about that. I think that actually kind of had me going, oh, don't let that happen. <laughs> it was quite
3: it was quite funny for a while, but <laughs> yeah, eventually, <laughs> a little tiresome. So those are some media examples, but of course, there are plenty of real-life examples, mm-hmm. One is Britain's Mary Ann Cotton, frequently misattributed as their first female known serial killer. She was born on Halloween in 1832, killed 21 people via poisoning before she was caught, and that included three spouses and up to 11 of her own children. Her first murder took place sometime in 1865. She probably had killed before then, as we said in that female serial killer episode. A lot of information around female serial killers is hard to get to the the truth of mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. really happened and what was legend and then what didn't go documented and what did. Right. And, um, so this is sort of what a lot of people seem to land on around her. Um, she was caught in 1873 and quickly found guilty and hanged. And there's even a poem or perhaps song about her, Marianne Cotton, she's dead and she's rotten. She lies in her bed with her eyes wide open. Sing, sing, oh, what can I sing? Marianne Cotton is tied up with string. Where, where, up in the air, selling black puddings, a penny a pair.
2: There's also Daisy Louisa de Melker, who went on to become the first woman to ever be hanged in South Africa. She married her first husband in 1909. Three of their five children died as babies, and her husband died in 1923. He left in his wake a really big inheritance. Demelker was married again within three years, and within three more years, he was dead, victim to an illness very similar to the one that took the life of her first husband. Four years later, and she had herself another husband. Within a year of that marriage, her son died after drinking coffee his mother made. Dot mm, dot dot dot. <laughs> dot dot dot. The brother of Demelker's second husband pushed for an investigation, and the authorities discovered arsenic in Demelker's son's system bodies
3: of our first and second husbands were found to have poison in their systems as well. Wow. Then there's France's queen of poisoners, (laughs) Marie Besnard. She killed her first husband in 1927. The very next year, she had a second husband. They moved into his parents' house, and both parents were dead months later. Their daughter, who shared their inheritance, died soon after. Besnard's father died within this period too. A couple of boarders died as well and then they bequeathed their estate to the Besnards. Besnard's mother and a handful of other relatives also died, leaving everything they owned to the Besnards. Mm. By this point, they were rich, but Besnard's husband did have his doubts about his wife. He told a lover he was afraid Marie might be trying to kill him. After his 1947 death and Marie subsequently coming into his inheritance, people began to suspect foul play. Arsenic was deemed to be the cause of death, and several other bodies were exhumed and showed the same thing. Marie was charged with 13 murders. Three trials later, she was acquitted. Wow. Yeah. She okay. died in 1961. Wow. How did you even
2: get away with that? Like, You can't help but just be sad and upset and somewhat impressed. <laughs>
3: I suppose. No? We did talk okay. about that a little bit, and we did an episode a while back about, like, why are we so interested in scam queens or right. why is a part of us sort of rooting
2: right. for them. I'm not rooting for that. Please understand, I'm not Please. rooting for that. But you're just kind of like, wow. Uh-huh. Huh. So in 1911, Chicagoan and self-proclaimed psychic Tilly Klemec began accurately predicting the death of dogs in her neighborhood. Rude. A couple of years later, she upped the ante in predicting the death of her longtime husband and in less than a month, Sure enough, he was dead. When she had cashed in on his life insurance policy, she marched right over to the matchmaker. Not three months later, she had remarried and then predicted her second husband's death and he died. Her third husband met a similar fate. And when a woman in the neighborhood voiced her concerns about her, presto, another prediction and she was dead. Husband number four made it four years before a prediction and death. She also had predicted about three of her more troublesome children's death, all of whom ended up dying yeah Um, when husband number five fell ill his family took him to the hospital where it was discovered he had arsenic in his system she received a life sentence for attempted murder and was forbidden from cooking food for the other prisoners
3: smart very yeah smart i would agree with that (laughs) (laughs) uh we do have some more examples for you but first we have one more quick break for word from our sponsor And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And we're back with Texas's Black Widow of Henderson County. That's a big title. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know. In 1985, Betty Lou Beats was arrested for the murder of her fifth husband and burying him in her backyard. Police found his body along with the bodies of all of her other victims. You know. Then there's Millie Weeks, who used online dating to find her targets. After serving six years in prison for manslaughter, She had drugged her husband and then ran him over with her car in 1991. She met a second husband at a Florida Christian retreat a couple of weeks after her release, who died mysteriously a year after their marriage. Weeks was arrested after a strange drug was found in the system of her third husband, whose health had inexplicably rapidly deteriorated. She was sentenced to five years for stealing his funds, and he survived her third husband.
2: Oh, nice. mm -hmm. So there's also Chisako Kakehi, the black widow of Kyoto. From 1994 to 2013, she killed at least seven men she was dating or married to for their life insurance, equaling about $7 million. She says she's innocent, doomed by fate.
3: Doomed by fate. Wow. In
2: 2005... Stacey Castor's second husband died in what was believed to be a suicide. Upon further investigation, authorities found he had ingested antifreeze. Now suspicious, the body of her first husband was exhumed, and his system also contained antifreeze. Castor panicked, inviting her daughter Ashley over for a drink. She laced her daughter's cocktails with drugs, and after she passed out, Castor wrote a fake suicide note as Ashley, claiming that Ashley had killed her father and stepfather and herself. However, Ashley's sister found her struggling to breathe in the morning, and she was taken to the hospital, where she was quoted to have been only 15 minutes from death. When she awoke, she was shocked to hear that she had allegedly written a suicide note confessing the murders of her father figures. Castor's story quickly unraveled, and she
3: is serving 25 years. Yeah. Then there is... The Black Widow case. (laughs) In 2008, at the ages of 77 and 75 respectively, Helen Goley and Olga Rudderschmidt were convicted of murder and sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. They had taken in two homeless men, clothed and fed them for two years before killing them with their cars, but not before taking out millions in life insurance policies, dozens of life insurance policies. According to the detective that caught them, Helen was the brains and was worth millions. The two actually didn't seem to really get along. That was one of the number one questions from interviews I read. Were like, were they friends? The answer seems to be no. Yeah. Um, when interviewed by Vice, this detective said, I think Helen is a completely psychotic person. She's probably one of the evilest minds I have ever come across in 31 years of doing this. I've never seen anyone who was that calculating and evil.
2: I want to say this is a snapped episode.
3: Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, it it certainly was interesting um, because a lot of the detectives... So the way they were caught is because people were kind of in awe that so many insurance policies have been taken out and the insurance person showed up kind of like, what's... This is weird. And one of the detectives mentioned in passing, oh, I remember a similar case a couple of years earlier and it was them as well. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that detectives were sort of um, scratching their head about is they're pretty old. Right. And so the millions of dollars, uh, if if I'm remembering correctly, there was no one in the family they would want to pass that to. So I guess that's one of the reasons why they didn't really consider them at first. You know, you don't think about old women killing people too often. And then...
2: In the same way.
3: Yeah, yeah. Anyway... um, Mm -hmm. There's also the nonfiction book Homicide, A Year on the Killing Streets, and in that, one of the FBI profilers mentions that unlike the Hollywood Black Widow trope that's very femme fatale, most real-life Black Widows are older and more plain. So, eesh. Yeah. Big eesh on that. Um, okay. That's just a whole different conversation. Well, again, <laughs> it goes back to what we said in that that episode around female serial killers is that we always have to judge them Based on their right. looks somehow. Uh, anyway, that mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. brings us to the end of this Black Widow episode. If we missed anybody or you have any additional information, you can always write to us. But first, we do have a shout-out um, to a friend of ours. A few shout-outs. So, yeah, we wanted to shout-out a friend of ours, Jenny, who we first ran into when we were at Podcast Movement in Orlando, and she came to our panel, which, thank you, Jenny. Yes. And then we were recently speaking at She Podcast here in Atlanta, and Jenny came to our panel there as well, and the panel is about women supporting women, so it was greatly appreciated. Um, and she has her own podcast that we want to shout out from her, uh, quote, I want to make sure and share the information with you about our podcast so you had everything you needed to know. We just released a new episode today on the Supreme Court and the LGBTQ case that they heard recently and are looking forward to the abortion case that they will be hearing in the spring. Repros Fight Back is a reproductive health, rights, and justice podcast that interviews the people who are fighting for sexual and reproductive health and rights at home and abroad. Each episode, we dig deep into a specific reproductive health, rights, and justice issue, talking about what it is, what's happening around it right now, and what you can do to fight back against this unprecedented assault on our rights. So it sounds like a lot of our All listeners right. would be interested in it. You can go find them on their website, which is Repros Fight Back, like reproductive. So lowercase R E, capital P-R-O. You can find them at Twitter at Repros Fight Back and on Facebook at Repros Fight Back and on Instagram at Repros FB.
2: Yeah, and then also want to shout out to Mental Health in Color, which is a podcast that focuses on having an open platform where people of color are sharing their stories concerning mental health and helping to break down the barriers and stigma. Also, just a quick shout out to our friend Charlene. Congrats on your new job as a flight attendant. Yeah, uh, she just flew into Atlanta recently. I don't know when this is going to air, um, and we didn't get to hang out with her, but just congratulations.
3: Yeah, yes. I mean, any listeners who want to send in their new jobs, get a um, shout out. You want to come hang with us? She wanted to come hang with us, so
2: we just couldn't work out the schedule. But
3: yeah, I just want to say congrats. Yes, congrats. And uh, we would love to hear what stuff, all all the cool stuff you listeners are doing. If you want to send that to us, please do. You can email us at stuffmedia, momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast and on Instagram at stuff i am never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Mm-hmm. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff i am Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.